This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the end, that could potentially be penny wise and pound foolish because the uh, the, the amount of money they save by uh, getting rid of a salary and benefits is mm-hmm. offset by the uh, cost of other people covering for that person and then just putting the feelers out and hiring somebody else potentially for even more money. Yeah, I, what I, I'm seeing is companies are trying to avoid what's happened the last three years of this pinball machine approach to staffing, where I need to hire a whole bunch of people. Now I need to let go of everybody, and it is exhausting for a company. So what they're doing is a more elastic approach. They're training people in areas where the company may need more labor in the future and trying to promote from within. They're cutting back hours of people so that they don't have the cost. They're they're getting rid of uh, uh, temp headcount, for instance, and they're just trying to remove headcount by attrition rather than doing these hard layoffs and then being stuck with a big problem. Now, when you say uh, a company would would uh, does, would much rather uh, trim their headcount via attrition, somebody getting up and leaving versus uh, a layoff, uh, that also implies that you as the employee uh, really can't use this particular situation for leverage. If you say, all right, pay me more or I quit, the company will say, great, our problem is solved. It depends. You have to get really smart about understanding your leverage. Leverage at its core is I have what you need. So if you're studying the company quarterly reports, for instance, and understanding where the company is going to invest and where the company has to divest or cut costs, you actually can have a lot of leverage because you can begin to get the skill sets that the company's moving towards. I'm working with a company right now that's creating a farm team, basically, the pro baseball approach to staffing, and they'll hire inexpensive labor and they're getting them ready to place into other areas of the company where they can get quick promotion paths so they keep people and they're ready rather than going and trying to from scratch find the right people out in the job market. Now I remember the bad old days and the very slow employment market recovery coming out of the Great Recession. When we talk about companies developing a farm team and coaching up talent, I mean is this revolutionary from an HR perspective? I wouldn't say it's revolutionary, but it sure is smart. Um, It's smart because um, people who have these skill sets that companies need can demand a a really high price right now. There's not enough people to fill those needs in the market. And so uh, companies are smart to say, look, I I can promote from within and train from within, which does two things for me. It keeps an employee where we already have, you know, an average length of stay in a company is less than it's just over two years right now. So we can extend that loyalty and kind of bend the curve on loyalty at the same time. The company is not going to have those massive, massive gaps um, in trying to find the talent and in paying too much for the talent. 
Tessa White, the job doctor in Salt Lake City, thanks for joining us today. Find her online at thejobdoctor.com. Coming up, avoiding financial exploitation that's tied to artificial intelligence. Compounding your interest with an economy of words, this is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Artificial intelligence is playing a greater role as scammers target older individuals. Let's examine some strategies to avoid being ripped off with Jerry Irvine, CIO of Prescient Solutions, and member of the U.S. Secret Service Electronic Crimes Task Force based in Chicago. Jerry, thank you for joining us today. The AARP estimates that victims over the age of 60 lose a little over $28 billion a year due to elder financial exploitation. And it just goes to show you that uh, all applications of technology can help and they can hurt. And if it's lucrative and you have access to AI, you can use that to scam the elderly. What are some AI scams uh, that involve the elderly and, and how can you prevent them? Well, the biggest things that are happening today from a financial standpoint is uh, they're receiving emails or phone calls suggesting that they make uh, investments into uh, unknown stocks or different, you know, up and coming types of stocks. Uh, and, and what AI is doing is it's going out there and getting records of all these people, you know, public record of where they're investing, who they're investing with, what are their investment types, and, and then helping them come in and scam to show something that is very similar to what they're doing now, but in hopes that they can make them more money. Uh, so it's it's everything is being financially driven today. Um, but I, I would tell you, financial uh, investments and stuff is just a, the, the tip of the iceberg. Uh, retired people are being hit with scams about their loved ones, people being uh, kidnapped, uh, you know, bills not being paid, uh, police departments being involved. So there's all kinds of things that are going on. And, and the, the biggest thing to, to do today is to, uh, you know, as your mom used to tell you, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. Or, you know, if, if, if somebody's telling you something, you know, and they need an answer right away, then there's something wrong there. So what you have to do is slow down, take your time, uh, figure out what it is that, that they're saying, and then question it. How are they how are they getting to know that information? Hang up and, and do your own investigation before you go on and, and get involved with these people. And Jer Jerry, we've talked about how a lot of scams uh, do utilize uh, publicly available information about you that's online and you may not know what's there. And artificial intelligence really at the end of the day just makes it easier for someone, anyone to uh, process that data a whole lot faster. So how can you stay one step ahead? Well, one of the biggest uh, things today is still passwords. Over 51% of, of passwords that are out there right now that get scanned by an AI are hacked in less than a minute. And 80% and of passwords can be hacked in less than a, than a month. So uh, these AI companies or, or individuals using AI can go in and steal your information and 90% of all hacks today have to do with credential uh, stealing, right? Somebody stealing your user IDs and passwords. So what you want to do is make sure you have different user IDs and passwords for everything. 
Don't use the same password more than once. Don't use the same password on multiple accounts because if you get hacked once, the AI will go out there and say, well, this was his password somewhere. The likelihood of it being that somewhere else is pretty great, and it's going to go on and do it. So the the thing you got to do today is use a password manager of some sort, something that will create a separate password for you for every single account and automatically enter it in for you. It's it's so easy for hackers to get your information today and steal your data because you've probably, everybody has been breached once. And if your information is out there and it's been breached, the AI will find it and say, well, most likely that guy has the same password on his Facebook as he has on his, his banking account. And they know your banking account because it's public information. So all of this information comes down to being unique, finding a way to control your access uh, to your individual accounts. The other thing to do is use multiple form factor authentication. When you log into your bank, don't just use a user ID and password. Have it text you, too. Same thing with even your social media accounts. Have it text you or send you an email to verify that you are the one who's trying to access it. If you're not the one trying to access it, somebody sends that information, you're going to get a, a, a notification that somebody's trying to get onto your account. Now you can go into it and change your information. Jerry Irvine, CIO of Prescient Solutions, based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 60 minutes of financial planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Expectations are high as Disney Pixar's Elemental hits theaters tomorrow. Let's talk about what's at stake with Paul DeGarabedian, senior media analyst for the box office tracking company Comscore, based in Los Angeles. Paul, thank you for joining us today. And the summer blockbuster season is in full swing, Paul. And what's on the line for uh, Disney, especially its Pixar animation division, uh, as Elemental comes out this weekend? Yeah, Rob, there's a lot on the line. I mean, they've had kind of a rough go with the uh, Pixar animated films and some of the Disney animation over the past few years with the last big hit coming back in June of 2019 with Toy Story 4 that earned over a billion dollars at the box office. But over the course of the pandemic, they had a lot of these films going either to Disney Plus or having a, you know, a very short theatrical window. And and some of the films uh, included uh, on uh, Onward and Soul and Luca and Lightyear and Turning Red. And though none of those really resonated in the way that the typical Pixar film does. But I think Elemental may be a return to form, but there's a lot of competition out there. I mean, obviously Universal with its Illumination and DreamWorks animation arms have dominated the box office with Super Mario, Puss in Boots, and Minions. So it's very competitive out there. Is this a situation that seems to be really kind of hitting the movie industry writ large, where ideas that may be kind of big swings at the fence but don't necessarily land uh, will eventually get pushed aside for tried-and-true concepts like Toy Story or Frozen 2, which was a, a monster when that came out in November of 19? 
Yeah, you know, that's a great question because it seems like going back to the vaults is a great way to sort of ensure that people are going to go, hey, I know that brand. I know Toy's story. But, you know, Lightyear was a, in a way, a, a spinoff or a riff on the Toy Story brand. Didn't quite get the box office that was hoped for. So I think it's about just making great movies. And if you look at Puss in Boots, how well that did. And of course, that was from Universal. Uh, and, you know, Super Mario, what a monster. And then the changing uh, of animation. I think anime has had a real influence. If you look at Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, which is a massive hit in theaters right now, you can see those influences coming in. Audiences' tastes may be changing in the realm of animation, but never give up on Pixar or Disney. They're a tried-and-true brand. They've made so many great films over the years since the first Toy Story, and they've generated billions of dollars in worldwide box office. Very quickly, Paul, if a movie underwhelms at the box office but then develops legs on Disney+, Plus, is it considered a success? And I ask this only because we did not see Lightyear in the movie theater. I have three little girls in the Disney-Pixar demographic at home. Yeah. But when they said they wanted to watch Buzz Lightyear, I thought, oh, you want to watch Toy Story? They said, no, we want to watch the movie Lightyear. So it did pick up some love on streaming, even if we didn't see it in the theater. Yeah, I think it can be a hit. I mean, a movie, there's so many, if you look at a hit as being a movie that made a lot of money, if you get that money wherever it's from or that revenue, it's good for the bottom line of any company. But I still think a hit in a theater adds gravitas, that cultural resonance, and it gets into the zeitgeist. And there's just nothing like a big movie theater hit to do that, to create that excitement uh, for a particular movie or brand. Paul DeGarabedi in Los Angeles, thank you for joining us today. This is Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon, I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. This is Bernie Tafoya. There was an overnight fire on the west side at one of the oldest buildings in the city of Chicago. Consumers continue to see higher prices in certain parts of the economy. It's Technology Thursday, using tech to help kids stay sharp during summer vacation. And a national shortage of mechanics is stressing the auto repair industry. WBBM business, the markets are higher. The Dow is up 372 points. The NASDAQ is up 92. S&P 500 is up 38. We have 76 degrees right now under partly sunny skies at 1231 topping our news at the half hour one of chicago's oldest buildings caught fire overnight the details from wbbm's bernie tafoya the chicago fire department says significant damage was caused to the seth warner house at 631 north central in the austin community the building department has been called in to evaluate the structure the house was built in 1869 and is a chicago landmark and is on the national register of historic places at the time, the house was in Cicero Township and was not even a part of the city of Chicago. It was a gentleman's farm, just under seven acres. Its owner, Seth Warner, was a blacksmith and an anti-slavery activist. He was also known for his involvement in the arts, having been director of the Choral Union, Chicago's first organized singing group. 
Bernie Tafoy of News Radio 1059 WBBM. Overall inflation eased last month, but it remains high in some areas. Prices rose just 0.1% from April to May and just 4% over the previous 12 months, the lowest such figure in over two years. Americans are still facing surging prices for many items, including rent and used cars, although some of those expenses are expected to slow or even decline in the coming months. That's correspondent Shelley Adler. It's 1232 as the noon business hour continues. Presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Markets are higher today. We're joined by Gary Kultbaum, President, Kultbaum Capital Management, based in Orlando. Gary, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Markets are indeed higher today as uh, confidence seems to grow in the idea that uh, a soft landing for the economy is indeed possible as the Fed uh, hiked interest rates. They're pausing in in the month of June. And let's talk about that uh, policy decision yesterday, Gary. Uh, whenever the Fed speaks, the markets turn, twist on turns of the phrase, as it were. And uh, the big turn of the phrase that uh, has a lot of people uh, uh, debating the meaning of it is, uh, is it a skip? Is it a pause? And uh, Fed Chair Jay Powell said skip yesterday. And uh, that got people thinking. Uh, well, everybody was thinking the market was going to be trashed because They're basically coming out and saying they're going to raise rates more. But there's something else going on that matters more. And uh, this is what I talk about all the time, and that is free markets. The free market has 10-year yield down at 3.7%, while they're at 5%. The free market always wins. And right now, what you simply have is a market that is telegraphing, not forecasting, but telegraphing that the economy is on some decent footing because of the job market, not because of Jay Powell or anything the Fed does. Uh, And until the job market goes bye-bye, I think we're in shape. And this really all started uh, June 2nd. Uh, Before that, I can count on both hands how many stocks were really leading the market up. On June 2nd, the broad market woke up. And that's what's fueled it even more while uh, technology and this whole artificial intelligence thingamabob uh, continues to win the day. Now, this is uh, this is kind of it's very bizarre. And I say this as someone who's been, you know, reading through a lot of uh, pessimistic predictions about the state of the economy going all the way back to the fall of 2021 to have everybody all of a sudden just wake up and say, hey, wait a minute we might actually be okay. They might actually pull it off. Uh, Well, uh, it's been very, very tough throughout the decades uh, to bet against uh, the American people. And as I said earlier, 165 million of us go to work every day to do better for ourselves and our families. On top of that, we continue to have major advances in technology in medicine and all kinds of different areas. And as long as that continues and as long as we have that free market capitalism, uh, we'll eventually go higher. My biggest issue has been and always will be going forward, and I do believe there will be a, a, a comeuppance, is what they're doing with the massive debt and deficits, which crowds us out. Uh, but as of right now, we're stronger than them. And I'm a big believer the markets are smarter than anybody else anybody's opinion, including mine. And, and they're speaking loud and clear right now that uh, markets want higher. What, what should we look for going forward later this year? Um, there are a lot of predictions that maybe uh, the Fed will cut. Uh, 
either starting in December or in early 24? What are some things to look out for? Um, if the markets go higher, if the economy may, remains in good shape, I see no cuts coming. Uh, actually, no reason to. The lower 10-year yield is doing the job. And let me just tell you the good news about them not cutting. Uh, we were getting 0% on our money uh, two years ago. You're now getting 5%. And don't shrug that off how, how important that is. That is people's riskless uh, income investment. So I don't see any rate cuts whatsoever. I'm not so worried about it. And I do believe the Fed is quite overrated at this juncture because I think free markets are speaking. When the Fed was printing nine trillion bucks up to nine trillion, they mattered. I think they matter much less these days. Gary Kulpbaum, President Kulpbaum Capital Management based in Orlando. Find him online at GaryK.com. Thanks for joining us today. Coming up next in Technology Thursday, keeping minds sharp during summer break. Money Talks as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Technology Thursday. Summer can be a time of year that kids lose some of the knowledge they've gained during the past school year. Let's discuss using tech to avoid brain drain with Ina Freed, Chief Technology Correspondent for the news site Axios.com based in San Francisco. Ina, thank you for joining us today. And I just want to say a brain drain is, doesn't just affect kids. I mean, I don't know about you, but I came back from a vacation about a month ago and uh, I was all thumbs my first time uh, back on the air uh, after just five days off. If only there was like a radio station simulator I could have uh, used on the airplane coming back from San Francisco. Uh, four weeks ago. So this this happens to everybody, kids included. And uh, back in the day, uh, your parents would buy a workbook uh, to make sure you didn't lose all the knowledge you gained during the summer. But I'm guessing uh, there is a, a high-tech version of that workbook these days. There are, and this hits close to home because we have a going-to-be-fifth-grader this fall. And so, you know, as parents, we've done actually both of the things. You can still go to Costco and get those handwritten workbooks. And there is some value in sort of having a non-screen activity. That said, you know, for most kids, like if you can couch it as something they get to do on a device, they're more interested in it. So some schools will let you take home your iPad or Chromebook that you use during the year. I know in San Francisco, they public schools do that. So that's one option to get you started. But even if they don't, you can see what are they using during the school year and try and pay attention to it. Obviously, it might be a little late now. And then, you know, download some of those on your own iPad or computer or phone. Um, but even if you can't do any of that, you know, just finding some activities, whether it's a typing tutor or some app in a subject that your kid is interested in, is a great way to go. Yeah, that was, I mean, I, I will give, uh, you know, I, I have a nine-year-old. She's my oldest and then a, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And, and their report cards came out yesterday. And the, you know, parting comments from the teachers were all, you know, things they could do to keep their skills sharp during the summer. And I, I would also say, too, and maybe this is just an offshoot of the pandemic, you know, those first couple of months after everything shut down and you did, you did Zoom school at home, uh, we still have some of the apps that we had to download uh, three years ago on various devices and our kids utilize them so is that a potential uh, summer teaching tool it is and i mean there's a lot more resources than there were before the pandemic for that very reason and the kids are familiar with them a lot of them know how to use those tools hack as you know often better than we do so i think really that's an opportunity to continue that sort of distance learning might not have been a good substitute during the pandemic it was just the best we had but it's a great thing for your kids to do 
on their own time during the summer. So, and really any device will work. That's the other thing. It doesn't have to be the latest and greatest. It can be that spare tablet or phone that you have lying around. There's plenty of good educational content out there. And then very quickly, are there apps that don't require Wi-Fi? Things, you know, games and educational features that you can download, for example, if you're going on a long road trip uh, this summer? There are. You need to look carefully whether they require internet access, and you might not find that in the listing. And the other thing is also ads. Um, It may be worth paying a little for an app that has no ads versus do you really want your kid um, subjected to all that advertising. I know mine's good at hitting the skip button, but even still, you know, it might be good to uh, go with something that you do pay a little bit up front, but then they don't have ads while they're trying to learn. Ina Freed, Chief Technology Correspondent for the news site Axios, based in San Francisco. Thank you for joining us today. Join us at this time tomorrow for Entrepreneur Friday and still to come, the search is on for auto mechanics. The only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Auto repair shops across the country are struggling to find trained mechanics. Let's discuss the shortage with John McElroy, automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv based in Detroit. John, thank you for joining us today. Uh, What is driving this shortage? Is it retirements? Is it the great resignation? Is it the technical complexity of cars? Uh, uh, What's leading to this problem? It's just that the industry has been doing a bad job for a long time of not uh, attracting new people to come into the business. Um, This has been going for decades. The shortage has been going for years and it's only gotten worse, and now to the point where it's really starting to get noticeable, Rob. Well, I had this experience this week. I had to make a service appointment uh, for my car and uh, called a uh, dealership uh, service center, and they said it was a two-week wait uh, to at least get an appointment because uh, it was summer, a lot of people were leaving, and once again, it was just did not have enough people to service all the cars. That's exactly right. I mean, everybody, uh, all the repair shops, all the dealerships are swamped right now. Another reason is that that they're swamped is people are fixing up their used cars. They they think that a new car is too expensive. Even a, a newer used car is really expensive for them. And so we're seeing a lot of people decide that, boy, it's a... Even though it's expensive to fix up the used car, it's a whole lot cheaper than trying to get another one. Does this cut across the entire industry? Is it uh, dealership service centers having a hard time? Uh, Is it the I got a guy mechanic? Is it uh, the smaller service centers? Or is one area getting hit harder than the other? No, it's across the board. It's everywhere. It's all across the country. You know, I think we might be able to trace this back to the 1970s when so many high schools started closing their shop classes and uh, we just never had a good feeder system. There's all kinds of efforts to try to attract young men and women into this field right now. And if you can get them early, like in high school, and expose them to you know what the job is all about, what it's like, a lot of them find it very attractive. They, they like the fact that they kind of work independently themselves. They like the uh, the challenge of trying to diagnose what's wrong with a car uh, in many cases. and uh, But uh, obviously more has got to be done. But I, I, I think it, it goes back to our education system that really focused more on a college track than on any kind of uh, 
you know, uh, other vocational training. And uh, that's where the I believe the shortfall started. John McElroy, automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv based in Detroit. Thank you for joining us today. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.